0: In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. The Berrien County Sheriff's Office reports a fatal collision last night between a vehicle and a bicyclist in Buchanan Township. Sheriff's Lieutenant Kevin Higgs states their office received reports of a collision on Galeen Buchanan Road just before 8 o'clock last night. The crash involved a bicyclist and a passenger car, both traveling westbound at the time. Alcohol and drugs do not appear to be a factor. The victim is identified as a 53-year-old woman from Buchanan, the name being withheld, pending notification of next of kin. The crash remains under investigation. Benton Harbor area schools are receiving debt forgiveness from the state of Michigan. The Michigan House last week approved a supplemental budget bill that eliminates the $12 million in emergency loans that the district owes. State Representative Joey Andrews tells us he worked on the issue to help the district get back on its feet. The debt was something that I think many in the community there feel that the school was unfairly straddled with during that emergency management period, and it's been sort of an anchor around their neck for the last 10-plus years. About half a million dollars in financing every year goes out the door, money they can't invest in teacher salaries or facility upgrades. Andrews says the district couldn't issue bonds at a reasonable rate because of its debt, crippling its ability to improve facilities. The supplemental budget bill eliminates the state debt for six school districts around the state, including Muskegon Heights, Pontiac, Marshall, Ypsilanti, and Inkster kind of hitting the reset button for Benton Harbor and these other schools and saying, okay, here's your chance to do what you need to do, get the schools back on their feet, and try to give them the best shot we can at succeeding. This eliminates all the debt Benton Harbor area schools owe the state. School Board President Deshauna Robinson says the debt elimination will allow the district to achieve its mission, vision, and goals. Superintendent Kelvin Butts says the action is not just a financial reprieve, but a moral support to the entire school community. State Representative Pauline Wenzel is not a fan of the energy legislation approved by the Michigan House late last week. The package of bills requires Michigan to get 100% of its energy from carbon-free sources by the year 2040. Speaking on the House floor, Wenzel said this will only make the state's energy system worse. Instead of fixing our aging grid, these bills will raise the rates of our Michigan families, all the while destabilizing our already unreliable grid. Madam Speaker, based on my conversation with my electric provider, we're looking at possibly a 40 to 50 percent increase of family energy costs just to start. Wenzel said this will put all of the state's eggs in one basket, driving away manufacturers. She said we should try to be making the system more reliable. This irresponsible and thoughtless policy does the opposite. It pushes an arbitrary goal at a pace decided entirely by those that have no background, expertise, or knowledge in this complex field. The package defines carbon-free energy sources as solar, wind, nuclear, and hydropower. There are benchmarks the state would have to meet between now and the 2040 deadline. The package also removes local zoning authority over large solar and wind developments. Wenzel called the package just plain bad. U.S. Senators Debbie Stabenow and Gary Peters have announced a $38.4 million package of federal grants for 46 rural organizations in Michigan to make energy efficiency improvements and renewable energy investments. The funds come from the United States Department of Agriculture. Among the recipients are several in southwest Michigan. Lakeshore Sales Corporation in Stevensville is getting $250,000 to install a solar array at Bridgman Public Schools. Keitzer Farms in Hartford is getting $245,000 to install a solar system. Noble Family Dairy in Goebbels is receiving $112,000 to install solar equipment. Vale Rubber Works in St. Joe is getting $683,000 for solar. Berry Brook Enterprises in Dewajack is receiving $220,000 for the same purpose. And New Buffalo Animal Hospital is getting $27,000 again for a solar system. Senator Peters says investing in our rural communities ensures that every Michigander has the opportunity to succeed. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners is seeking proposals for the use of the county's opioid settlement money. As a result of a national lawsuit against drug makers, Berrien County is expected to receive $8 million over the next 18 years. Now it's up to organizations that have ideas for the county's fight against opioids to apply for the funding. The county is offering to support a $1.1 million three-year program with payments of $300,000 in the first year and $400,000 in the second and third years. Further discussion and consideration at the county is expected as the proposals come together. The Rotary Club of South Haven is partnering management of the local Blessings in a Backpack program. The Rotary's Mary Sue Lyon tells us Blessings in a Backpack is a national effort that has been in South Haven for 12 years. It packs bags of nutritious food for children in need to bring home each weekend. Lyon says the program has been run by the same core group of people the entire time. They needed some help to sustain all of the activities involved in ordering the food, getting the food delivered, getting it to North Shore School where we pack the bags for kids every Thursday. Since Rotarians helped to pack the bags each week, Lyon said it made sense for the Rotary to step up and take over the program. She says it's in line with Rotary's service mission. We see this as a very critical, important community service project that will help ensure our 200 children are not going to go hungry every weekend. Blessings in a Backpack is supported entirely with donations. Lyon says the best thing anyone can do to help is to make a donation, which can be done through the South Haven Community Foundation. With the time change this past weekend, the Michigan Department of Transportation is encouraging drivers to be extra cautious as they adjust to the new conditions. Spokesperson Nick Sharippa tells us drivers need to watch out for people traveling on foot or rolling, like on a bicycle, wheelchair, or skateboard, every evening as they drive home. This is that time of year when, as the clocks change, so does our vision when we drive. It's a time of year when the sun is the lowest in the sky at sunrise and at sunset. So if you're driving east in the morning or west in the evening, you'll be staring directly at the sun. And that can make it a little tricky on your morning commute because you'll be battling the glare, you'll be battling that sunlight. And that can make seeing pedestrians, cyclists, anybody not in a vehicle, even vehicles, very difficult to see. Research from the University of Michigan Transportation Research Institute confirms pedestrians are more at risk of serious injury from a crash in the weeks following a return to standard time. The most dangerous time is the first hour of darkness. Sherpa says drivers also need to watch out for other cars because visibility in some cases will be reduced. He urges everyone to make sure their headlights are on. And don't wait until you get a shutoff notice until you ask for help with winter heating bills. Santiel Jenkins is the CEO of THAW, the Heat and Warming Fund. It helps people who have a tough time paying their heat bills during the long, cold winter months. If you're even behind 10 days, give us a call. And we have affordable payment plans where your bill is a set reduced rate for up to two years. It provides shutoff protection and the arrears are paid down and forgiven over time. Jenkins says they're already seeing an increase in calls from people asking for help following the first blast of snow and frigid temperatures in Michigan. If you need help paying your utility bills or you want to make a donation to help others, you can call 211. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.